Welcome to the Auburn Live podcast, your home for bold, insightful, and honest conversations around Auburn athletics. Hey, welcome in to another Auburn Live show. I hope everybody's having a good Sunday morning, Um, beautiful Sunday morning, uh, drinking their coffee. Um, or, or, or heading to church or, you know, listening in the car or just kind of hanging out on a, on a lazy Sunday morning. Um, thanks for joining us. I am Justin Hokinson, um, and we are going to dive in about 15 or 20 minutes today, give you a complete recap of Auburn's scrimmage, Auburn's first fall scrimmage that happened on Saturday night. Um, it was a 6 p.m. scrimmage. It actually got pushed back an hour. They were supposed to scrimmage at 6. Rain pushed it back an hour to 7 um, and so, uh, they went about, went for about a hundred plays. We're going to detail all of that here in just a moment. Uh, before we get going a uh, couple of, couple of things, make sure that you subscribe to auburnlive.com. I don't know how much longer we're going to run the promotion, but right now it's $10 for the next year. That's ridiculous. I'm telling you right now, the insider that I just posted on the first scrimmage is worth your, is worth $10. And you're going to get content for the next year for $10. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous that everybody, every Auburn fan on the planet is not doing that. Um, so go do it now. $10 for the next year. Subscribe. Hop on our message board, the corner, uh, and get a bunch of awesome content and have a good time with it. AuburnLive.com. That's where uh, we are at. And a couple of shout out, shout out to a couple of show partners as well. One is Southeastern, a fantastic bar in downtown Auburn. Uh, two-story bar, beautiful building, a great place to be on game days, great place to be on the weekends, bunch of televisions, kind of an outdoor patio as well, upstairs bar with some lounge seating, um, just awesome place. Go check out Southeastern and also go check out our friends at the Irritable Bow, B-A-O, in downtown Auburn on Magnolia Avenue. Really awesome food, man. Chinese bow, like chicken skewers and shrimp and um, just tons of tons of good stuff. They mix it up. Buffalo chicken uh, bow is really good, but they, they mix it up. Um, they're open for lunch on like Wednesday, Thursday, Fridays. They do dinner on Fridays, and then they're open for lunch on Saturdays. So it's just a, a really really cool place. Shout out to Whitley Dykes, uh, friend of the show. Um, but thank you to those two sponsors and, and, and partners of the show. We love them uh, a lot. All right, let's go right into this and let's dive into. This scrimmage um, that Auburn Auburn had under the lights in Jordan Hare Stadium on Saturday night, um, we talked to Brian Harson uh, for a, a, a brief period, a short period of time after the scrimmage. Uh, you know, he said, "Look, it was good to get out there. It was good good to cut it loose." Um, we'll go over what Brian Harson kind of had to say, and then we'll go into what I what I've heard from multiple sources that were at the scrimmage. They're, they're similar. We'll just kind of go through a little bit of what Harson said, and then we'll dive into kind of some of the insider stuff. Uh, look, per Brian Harson, uh, the defense kind of won the night. You could tell um, the front seven, he said, played really well. So the linebackers were going downhill. Uh, the secondary had some plays. They had a couple interceptions, um, created some turnovers. He said they communicated pretty well in between plays. So, Sounds like the defense won the night, which is not all that unusual in scrimmages. Defense generally, especially in early in fall camp or early in spring, whatever, defense is generally ahead of offense. So nothing really surprising there. Um, but defense won the night, um, which means offense didn't win the night. And that means that the offense had work to do, in particular the offensive line. I asked Brian Harson 
you said the front seven had a good, good, good scrimmage. So how do you now assess the offensive line? And he used the word inconsistent, um, which is a word we've heard a lot. Um, he just said they were inconsistent. So they did some things well. He thought they ran the ball okay. Um, he thought they did okay in pass protection. He thinks they're improving, but he says they're, it's just about consistency. He said they missed some blocks, just flat out missed blocks, uh, communication issues. There were some false starts. You know, they were, they were playing artificial noise inside the stadium, uh, but yeah, false starts going on. Um, so, you know, still some work to do on the offensive line. I don't think those are glowing reviews at all um, out, of that, out of that group. Uh, and so I think it, we've mentioned this on the podcast in the past, but at some point, when do you stop rotating and when do you create a first-team unit? Um, I think Jalil Irvin started at left guard in this practice. I don't think he's going to be the starter. So why, you know, where's the, where's the reps for Tayshawn Manning and Alec Jackson? Maybe Irvin's a guy they feel like needs additional reps. I'm not sure there. Um, but at some point here soon, they, they need to get a unit together and they need to be one. And they need to practice together and get a lot of reps as one unit, tackle to tackle. Um, so I mean, that's just, it's just my opinion. I, what they're doing is smart. It's nothing wrong with cross training. I mean, they don't have the depth. So they've got to do that, but but they've got to get a unit together and and and, and build some continuity. Uh, if you want, it's it's interesting. He's talking about the offensive line not being consistent, but every time we talk about practice, we hear that they're shuffling linemen in different positions. Well, it's hard to to me. It's a little hard to be consistent when you're shuffling guys. He's going to play guard. All right, that tackles to guard. All right, give him some reps here. And so I don't know. It's a tough deal. It's a tough deal what they're trying to do right now to build some depth um, and try to figure out who the best five are. Um, but offensive line didn't sound like they had a particularly awesome night, which means neither did Bo Nix. Um, Bo Nix threw an interception, maybe two, um, was still doing the rollout, you know, kind of throw it up for grabs was one of his picks. Um Here's what Harson had to say about the quarterback position. He said there were some turnovers. He said it comes down to decision-making. So that's a huge part of what we're working through now. We're learning the proper way to execute the offense and how it needs to look each day and every day in practice, then making good decisions on the field. Uh, he said there's some really good things at that position, but there's plenty to correct. He said that's the focus moving forward is decision-making. So you have Bo Nix, a third-year starter, coming back, and they're still talking about decision-making. You have T.J. Finley, who's trying to figure it out. They're talking about decision-making. Um, and freshman Demetrius Davis actually had a really good scrimmage, I think opened a lot of eyes and earned some praise from Harson. He said Demetrius Davis has a lot of gamesmanship. He's a gamer. He's a gamer. He makes scrambles back up the middle, made some plays. Um, he, he scored for the offense. He said he liked Davis's energy on the field. So Demetrius Davis had a really good, really good scrimmage. Now, granted, he's probably going against second and third team defense. He wasn't going against the same defense that Bo Nix was. Um, but good things to hear about Demetrius Davis, who's not going to go quietly uh, in this quarterback battle at all. Um, but decision-making, that's what Harson harped on. And so, you know, again, it's, it's, it's just very much like last year. How much do you put on the offensive line and how much do you put on Bo Nix? Um, was he sitting in this, was he sitting in the pocket and making throws? Was he, was he scrambling too early? The offensive line continues to let too much pressure happen is what it sounds like. So sounds like a similar story on the offense so far in scrimmage one, uh, Harson also talked about the receivers. He had good things to say. He said the receivers made a lot of progress. They caught the ball. Well, 
had yards after catch. They made big plays in critical moments. Um, and so he had good things to say about the receivers. They're growing up. It sounds like they're growing up. And I think they'll be, they'll be fine, but you have to block and you have to give Bo next time. But it sounds like the receivers are making the kind of progress that you need them to make. So that's kind of the highlight from what Harson talked about. Defensive front seven did well. Offensive line is inconsistent. Receivers earned praise uh, and made plays. Quarterback play decision-making is still an issue. Um, and that's kind of the big things that Harson hit on. Now let's dive into what our sources were saying uh, inside the scrimmage um, and, and kind of go over some, some things that happened and some takeaways. They echoed much, much of what Harson said, um, in particular, the, the defense. Let's start with the positive. Um, I think from what we're hearing, I think the defense is going to be in good shape if the front can hold up against the run. I mean, and we've talked about that, that defensive tackle position, you know, whether it's Tony Fair, Marcus Harris, or if that line can hold up Colby Wooden, who Colby Wooden, I think had a couple sacks tonight. If, if that line can hold up against the run, um, that defense has got a chance to be top four in the league. The secondary is, is talented and performed well on, during the scrimmage. The edge and the linebackers were explosive and it comes down to rush defense. Um, if they can be decent on first and second down, it sounds like the defense could be good, and they were good on Saturday night. Again, Demetrius Davis, good good scrimmage. Uh, one person inside the scrimmage said he is, quote, legit. Um, and, you know, just to reiterate, Bo Nix and TJ Finley weren't bad. They just were like what Harson said. They were inconsistent. Um, and, you know, if you're Bo Nix and you're trying to solidify your spot and – not the night you want to have. Harson was actually asked about the quarterbacks. Um, he was asked about, hey, have you ever played multiple quarterbacks? And I'm sure that somebody's going to report this and, and try to make an issue of it. He was very clear to say, our plan is not to play multiple quarterbacks against Akron. They want a starter. That's the plan. But he also said he has done it before. He's gone into an opener at, with, with two quarterbacks or played multiple quarterbacks. So <clears throat> it's not like he's against doing it, but that's not the plan right now. The plan is to, to find a starter. Plans to find a starter, and I think I think they will. I, th I think Bo Nix will be the guy, um, but but not a great Saturday night to kind of put any type of rumors or any type of wonder to bed. I guess the only positive for him is it's not like Finley lit it up either. Um, Demetrius Davis was maybe the most impressive, but he's you know he's he's just he's not going to be the starter. Davis is not going to be that guy. Um, just too much pressure coming through the offensive line is what we're hearing. <clears throat> um, and which just makes it tough for, for, for Bo Nix. Um, let's talk about some, some, some different things. We'll kind of just bounce around here. Zion Puckett. Zion Puckett's a player that we haven't talked about a lot, but he's going to have a role. He, he had a good night, according to some people inside the scrimmage, at safety. Um, <clears throat> I think he even started at safety alongside Smoke Monday, uh, where Donovan Kaufman was in the nickel, and then Tennyson came in at nickel. Um, but the secondary earned some rave, re rave reviews. Didn't hear much about Badaris, Knighton, and Drayshon Miller. But overall, the secondary um, earned some really nice reviews. A lot of Just a lot of athletes back there. Um, one person said it's one of the best back sevens he's seen in a long time. There's just a lot of players there if they can all come together. <clears throat> um, offense is still mostly shotgun with under center coming in short yardage. Um, the Harson-Bobo offense is going to feature a lot of pre-snap motion and shifts that's what happened saturday night in scrimmage think think al Borges in 2004 
um, if, if, if anybody's too young to remember that, but I think a lot of people do. When, when Board just came in 2004, um, that was kind of his hallmark. Tons of shifting, tons of motion before the play, especially early in the game. Um, he would come in there and there would be, it would make my head spin. Uh, and that was the point. He wanted to throw so much at the defense that, that in the first quarter, they're just right off the bat. They're just watching receivers move. They're watching two tight ends go from one side to the other side. And they just have so much to think about. And now you got all game to try to figure out, okay, what does all that mean? Um, so that was one note uh, from the scrimmage. Uh, the receivers will be fine. One person said, which echoes what Harson said. Um, Sean Jackson, the walk-on running back, uh, had good reviews, may even be ahead of Jordan Ingram. I think there's a battle there. Jarquez Hunter didn't practice. We're not sure why, but I think from everything we've heard, Jarquez is probably number three behind Bigsby and, and Shivers. But it sounds like Sean Jackson's right there competing with Jordan Ingram. Um, so that's interesting uh, as well. Um, under the radar guys to watch are Romello Height. Romello Height had a, had a good scrimmage, and we heard that before. Derek Hall said he had three sacks one practice. So watch out for Romello Height at defensive end. Um, <clears throat> Iko, Iko uh, Leota, who we've heard a little bit about, apparently had a good scrimmage. One person said he's, he's a guy to watch out for, as well as Puckett and TD Moultrie. Those four guys I think are maybe guys that we don't talk about as much but could have really big roles um, on this defense. Um, Let's see who else kind of stood out. Nehemiah Pritchett and Ladarius Tennyson were kickoff returners. They were second team kickoff returners. The first team guys were Shivers and Kaufman. Um, that could be the starters. You got to figure Bigsby might get a return. You got to figure Demetrius Robertson might get a return as well. But for the scrimmage, it was Shivers and Kaufman. Um, like I said, they, they pumped artificial noise in. Um, and, and so that was, that was probably a smart move, probably probably an interesting thing. A lot of false starts from the offensive line. Xavion Capers had a touchdown from Bo Nix. Um, let's see. Jalen Simpson had a pick of Bo Nix. Um, Pritchett had a, had a pick of Bo Nix, although there was a miscommunication between Nix and the wideout, so we don't know whose fault that was. Uh, Nix also overthrew a wide-open tight end at one point, um, and then he was sacked to play later by Colby Wooden. Um, I think Davis outperformed Finley, this person said, um, in, in, in the scrimmage. J.J. Pegues had a couple of, had a couple of moments in the backfield. Um, he actually, Sean Jackson broke a tackle from Pegues in the backfield, but Pegues had another play in the backfield as well. So we talked about that. He's a guy that the light's going to come on at some point. He's going to become that consistent defensive tackle, but until then he's going to get in the game and he's going to make a play or two. I mean, think about it. He, he makes me think of Nick Fairley. He's not as tall. Nick Fairley was was taller, but it's that same kind of athletic ability I think Pegues has to just to, to really be a problem in the backfield when he gets in there. It'd be interesting to see how quickly he develops. Um, Zacoby McLean, person inside the scrimmage, called him a baller. We know that. He's awesome. Um, he had to take down to Bigsby in the backfield. Um and then Jordan Ingram had, you know, maybe the, the best touchdown of the group. We talked about Sean Jackson battling him, but he had a 24-yard touchdown. Jordan Ingram did with a, with a really nice cut, broke somebody's ankles and, and took it to the house. So that's kind of the, the big takeaways um, from the scrimmage. I, I think that's, that's a, lot of, a lot of interesting stuff. And I, I think it echoes sort of what we think, which is the defense has a chance to be good. Um, the defense has a chance to be top four or five in the league. And um, if they are – then we're just going to wait on the offensive line. If the defense is there, then we're waiting on the offensive line to step up. 
And until they do, not much is going to change with Auburn from what you've seen the past couple of seasons. If, if, if the offensive lineman finds their rhythm, the offensive line finds their rhythm, then we've got a different thing because you've got a different offense. You've got an opportunity. You've got some different wideouts to, to make plays. I think you've got a deep crew, a crew there that can make plays, but comes down to the line. And it sounds like Saturday night was, was, was more of the same inconsistency on offense um, and, and defense doing some good things and, and, um, with some turnovers and, and pressuring quarterback and things like that. So that's kind of the, the inside stuff um, from what we were hearing and from what Brian Harson said, um, they will continue to practice. Only have a few more days left to camp uh, before, before school starts and then school starts. And now we get into kind of more practicing around school and getting ready for the first game type of type of feel. Um, so Go to auburnlive.com. You can read the story on the scrimmage from what Brian Harson had to say. That's a free story. You can go read that now. You can also go read my very, very lengthy insider on the scrimmage itself. That's a on three plus item. You have to be an annual subscriber to read that, but it's $10 for the next year. Go do it. Um, and you'll get uh, a bunch of stuff that I didn't mention. You'll get a full, full, full recap takeaways and all that good stuff. So, that's kind of just a quick scrimmage recap. Just want to sort of leave it there and wanted to give you something to listen to this Sunday morning um, just to, to, to kind of recap um, Saturday night. And I think all in all, look, they wanted to get out there and just play football. They wanted to get under the lights. They wanted to do it at night. And, you know, I think you accomplish a lot. It's kind of like when people say the biggest jump is from game one to game two probably will be similar in the scrimmage. I bet they were expecting a lot of mistakes. You know, they probably were thinking there's going to be a lot of, mistakes. And one thing to keep in mind when we talk about the defense, and I'll leave you with this, because I know everybody's going to go, you know, oh, great. And I get it. But keep in mind, it's a brand new offense. Keep in mind, we talked to Mike Bobo just days ago. And Mike Bobo himself said, we're still trying to figure out who we are on offense in terms of who are the players, what do they do well, what do they not do well, and like, what's our identity? So Offense is going to be a work in progress for a while. Not, I mean, not just the season opener. It, it's going to take through Penn State, through LSU, for this offense to kind of figure it out, I think. Now, that doesn't excuse Bo Nix from continuing to roll and throw it up into double coverage. And it doesn't, you know, it, it probably doesn't excuse the offensive line to, you know, play inconsistency. Although I give them a little bit more leeway because they're rotating so much and it's a new offense. Bo Nix kind of rolling out and doing his doing his deal and, and, and looking a little panicky. That's just got to stop. So, um, but I think everybody take a breath. That's the first scrimmage. The good thing for Auburn is it looks like the defense is going to be um, in decent shape. And if the defense can be in decent shape, then they're going to be in most of the games they play. So we're just waiting on the offensive line. So that's it for the show. Go check out AuburnLive.com. Go subscribe. I am Justin. We'll see you next time. Bye.